Hello and welcome to another episode of the Snack Break Podcast. I'm your host, John Schaefer, and on this podcast, I interview physical therapists, fitness professionals, and health and wellness experts. Today, on episode 37, we're going over a couple CPGs that are super useful when it comes to primary care. Um, and these CPGs help you identify fractures. So if this is a situation where you need to send the patient away for additional imaging, um, these are the pl- clinical prediction rules that you can use to help make those decisions. Because a lot of times, I think we get extremely nervous in primary care situations um, when it's kind of when the decision rests on our shoulders of whether or not this patient needs additional medical attention beyond beyond whatever we're comfortable giving them. So today we're going to go over. Ottawa ankle rules, Ottawa knee rules, and then Canadian C-spine rules. And these are just super, super simple, easy ways to kind of make clinical decisions um, in terms of whether or not you need to send a patient away for additional imaging. So let's go ahead and we'll start with the Ottawa ankle rules. So I'm just going to list them off and then we'll talk a little bit about practical application. So the Ottawa ankle rules are as follows. Bony tenderness in the distal 6 centimeters of the posterior fibula or lateral malleoli. Bone tenderness in the distal 6 centimeter of the posterior tibia or medial malleoli, so on the other side. Bony tenderness at the base of the fifth metatarsal. Bony tenderness at the navicular. And then inability to weight bear immediately and in the ED for four steps. So basically, if they've got tenderness anywhere around their ankle after this initial injury, um, and they're not able to weight bear. I mean, those are pretty simple. Those are kind of the main categories to think of. If there's any kind of tenderness around the, throughout the ankle on either malleoli um, or a little bit further down, and then the weight bearing is the big piece. So if any of those are in place, that's probably a good idea to get some additional imaging done. Um, and we'll talk about this throughout the whole episode, but it's very important. Even if they're on the fringe, even if maybe they're able to take, you know, four steps, but it doesn't look great, they're in a ton of pain, and they do have tenderness all over the place, it doesn't hurt to send them away for imaging. So kind of think through, like, what is your gut telling you? Because oftentimes our gut instinct can be very helpful as well when it comes to clinical decision making. Um, And it's always better to get that image and kind of cover yourself, cover the patient, than maybe, you know, send them send them home or tell them to rest when in fact they should have gotten imaging and should have gotten a little bit more attention. The next thing we'll talk about is same thing. It's a set of Ottawa rules this time for the knee. Um, when it comes to the knee, if there's an accident um, and the patient's having a lot of knee pain, here's kind of the criteria you can follow to decide if you want additional imaging. So if the patient uh, is aged 55 or older, If they're experiencing isolated patellar tenderness without other bony tenderness, um, if they experience tenderness of the fibular head, inability to flex to 90 is a huge piece. If all of a sudden you can't flex your knee to even 90, then that's a huge red flag if there's something going on, such as a fracture or something that would require additional imaging. Then lastly, we have that same piece, the inability to weight bear immediately and in the emergency department for four steps. So, I mean, that's, that's a pretty good marker. If you're not even able to walk or put weight through it for four steps, I mean, four steps shouldn't be a super strenuous task to ask for. Um, so that's a clear sign that they would need additional imaging. And then, of course, when we think about age, um, as you get older, you're a little bit more susceptible to fractures, just as a general statement, um, especially if you're not doing anything to maintain bone density, of course, 
there's situations where we have, you know, 55, 60 year olds who are in better shape than maybe someone who's 20 or 30, but just something to be aware of there. And then again, we always got to think about this idea of tenderness. So with the, with the ankle rules, we saw tenderness on both sides of the malleoli, um, as well as a little bit further down on the fifth mat, as well as the navicular. With the with the knee rules, what we're thinking about is tenderness throughout the fibular head and then isolated patellar tenderness as well. So just things to be mindful of there. And then again, always go with your gut. So if you feel like something's not quite right, go ahead and send them for imaging. So we covered the, we covered the knee, we covered the ankle. The next thing we're going to do is cover the neck here. So Canadian C-spine rules are something that is extremely beneficial. Um, to kind of know and understand in terms of, you know, you're going to see a lot of people who are either in car accidents, um, who come to you with neck pain of sudden onset, and you're going to have to make some decisions on whether or not, you know, they're okay to continue with the bout of physical therapy, or maybe they, you know, they need to go get images. So I'm going to kind of walk through, there's a nice flow chart. Uh, if you simply Google, you know, Canadian C-spine rules, this chart's going to pop up, but we'll just walk through it um, verbally here as well. So the first thing you're going to look for if a patient comes in, they're having a lot of neck pain, you have to look for any high risk factors. So that's going to be any of the following here. <clears throat> if they're greater than 65 years old, um, if they experience a dangerous mechanism of their injury, and that could be anything such as a fall from elevation greater than three feet or five stairs, an axial load to the head, a motor vehicle accident at a speed greater than 100 kilometers per hour, or if there's any rollover, if there's ejection, um, or if <laughs> this one's a little bit out there, but if they're struck by a, <clears throat> if they were on a bicycle and they were struck or there was any kind of a bicycle collision. So those are some of the dangerous mechanisms where immediately it's uh, going to point you to wanting to get some imaging. And then finally, if there's any uh, paresthesias in the extremity, that's a pretty clear sign. There's a possible spine injury. You're going to want to get some more imaging. <clears throat> But if they, if they aren't in any of those categories, so maybe they're like 50 years old, there wasn't a dangerous mechanism, they're not having any paresthesias, then we start to look at the low risk factors. So if there's if some of the falling low risk factors we'll talk about here, uh, like a simple rear-ended motor vehicle accident, if they're able to ambulate at any time, uh, if there's a delayed onset of neck pain, or if there's an absence of midline C-spine tenderness, if they have any of those factors, um, then you're gonna move on to the next phase, which is just looking at their ability to rotate their head. Um, if, and if they can rotate greater than 45 degrees to both sides, there's probably not a spinal injury in place, so you don't have a lot to be worried about. So if they do have just some of those low risk factors, they've got full mobility of their neck when it comes to rotation, not as big of a concern. Um, but if they don't have any of those low risk factors, then you also have to start to think there might be a spinal injury in place. So if things aren't quite making sense um, with the low risk factors, then it doesn't hurt to get imaging as well. And another thing to consider, this is just a general, if they don't have 45 degrees of motion or more, if they're not able to rotate their head, there's a good chance there might be a spinal injury in place, especially if this is sudden onset. Um, so those are just simple, simple things that you can think about. And again, I'm just talking through the algorithm here, but you can also, you know, pull that up, kind of look through it, understand it. But when it comes to imaging overall and whether or not you should order additional imaging, 
it kind of comes down to you know a little bit of common sense look at the patient presentation look at what kind of mechanism of injury they had how their previous level of function was before where they're at now and you have a really a really solid foundational understanding of if they if this individual needs additional help um, or if it's a situation where they just need you know gradual introduction to movement once again um, and getting over that kind of initial period so just some just some good things to think about again always uh, always reference those charts reference those CPGs pull them up get familiar with them and then when you have those instances where um, you experience either someone who comes in the clinic or you're maybe at a sporting event or maybe um, you see something happen you'll be able to confidently give advice to the individual who just experienced um, this sudden injury so thank you so much for listening hopefully you're able to get a little bit of value from this episode and hopefully now you feel a little bit more confident in some of these primary care situations dealing with potential fractures uh, if you want more great episodes like this please 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 um, subscribe to the podcast leave me a five-star review it really really helps me continue to put out these episodes um, and if you want to follow me on instagram you can follow me at john i put out a lot of cycling content but also I'm geared towards student mentorship as well and if you have any questions or want me to um, cover any specific topics on the podcast i'm more than open to doing so um, this is all about creating additional value for you so feel free to take advantage of it Hope everyone has a fantastic week and then we'll see you on the next one.